0: There is some new research out from Junior Achievement and Citizens Bank that shows young people are really worried about their financial future, specifically when it comes to paying for college. More than two-thirds of those surveyed said that higher higher education costs have affected their plans for what to do after high school. More than a quarter say they are now only considering in-state schools, and about one in ten say they're looking at a two-year degree as opposed to a four-year degree. We wanted to dig into what these findings mean, so we caught up with Stephanie Gambone. She is the president and CEO of Junior Achievement of Southeastern Pennsylvania. The last couple of years, it looks like looking through the data that was provided and what you guys have found, there's kind of been a lot of people that have really changed the way they look at at higher education and how they want to pursue it. Correct. What are some of the big headline findings here uh, for you?
1: I think the biggest finding is that young people do not feel prepared to um, fund college, essentially.
0: Is it the overwhelming cost or is it just how they go about it? I have a lot of the discussions about student loan debt and stuff like that. Have It sounds like they've really kind of hit hit hard with this generation.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, the survey, um, you know, highlighted a few areas, I think just in general, um, you know, overall feeling unprepared, um, but also just rising costs in education um, are really um, hitting home um, for young people, really looking at options. So whether it's state schools, living at home and commuting to college, looking at the type of degree um, that, that they're going to pursue. I think all of these factors are considerations for young people um, as they're thinking about what's next for them in terms of education. But the biggest piece is really rising rising costs.
0: Is there a feel, and I don't know if you can extrapolate this from, from the data, is this something that the pandemic Put front and center for the first time for a lot of people, or is it kind of like with a lot of things during this pandemic that the shock of this kind of accelerated trends that we were already starting to see develop?
1: I think you know your your point, the second point that you made is is pretty accurate. Um, you know, I think it just the pandemic, like many other things, you know, accelerated the realization um, around this for for young people, um, and I think young people like many adults. Um, as you see around the great resignation or reshuffle or whatever, whatever you want to call it, are really reevaluating, you know, the future plans um, and, and how to go about that.
0: I'm curious, how do you think people should look at this? Because it's very interesting, but I don't know that it's necessarily all bad news in the idea that a lot of people, one of the reasons we're in the student loan crisis is that we are, is that a lot of people took on a lot of debt to do jobs that don't pay a lot or to pursue fields that there's not a, a lot of demand. Is it wrong in a way to, to maybe have things scaled back and you know people realize there's nothing wrong with going two years to a community college? There, there's nothing wrong with staying a little closer to home. Uh, could there be some some positives in this thing?
1: Absolutely. And I'm, I'm a big fan of, of looking at any situation and trying to figure out what the bright spot is. And I think there are both positives and learnings, but most importantly, implications that we can think about when we're working with young people. Um, one, I think just in general, emphasizing um, helping young people make decisions for themselves that make sense. Um, and providing them with the tools and resources to be able to do that, um, like financial decisions. Partners like Citizens Bank, who not only funded the survey, but are really critical partners in supporting young people about understanding, you know, financial impacts um, on them individually, their career, work, et cetera, um, really help support young people in that kind of process and that education piece. And so I think really continuing to support those kinds of efforts is critical. Um, And a lot of young people are indicating that they've had no financial literacy classes in school or um, in any programming or necessarily having those conversations at home. And so I think that's a really important point and an opportunity for us um, moving forward. Um, And that includes understanding how to finance college, (laughs) including how students loans work. Um, And and what they need to think about when they're pursuing that option. Um, And then the other piece is, to your point, really looking at what are my career aspirations and what type of education, what type of degree um, might make the most sense. A lot of employers are also looking at what jobs require. Degrees and so I think aligning those two realities is something we're going to continue to see um, in the future. Um, I think the big headline is there there is a real opportunity around educating young people um, around careers, around financial literacy, um, and helping them um, be better equipped to think about their future um, and the choices that they're making along the way.
0: Yeah, the financial literacy thing because that is something I did not have. You know, I graduated from high school in '92 and there was not anything offered like there were no classes now i know my my stepdaughter recently graduated she had a financial literacy class but we kind of missed the boat for a lot of generations focusing on things like trigonometry and algebra and not how to keep a checkbook and how to stay out of debt which uh it looks like we're finally correcting now but how did we get that so wrong
1: I don't know. I I graduated around the same time (laughs) as you. And so, you know, it's definitely some of the same realities and made quite a few mistakes um, as a young professional, a young college student um, around finances. And so I think for me, It's it's figuring out what do we need to do moving forward um, as we are thinking about supporting young people and programs, even like Junior Achievement. We start in kindergarten, which when I talk to people like kindergarten, I have a six year old. She can absolutely benefit from (laughs) understanding, um, you know, finances. Um, and so partners like Citizens Bank and many of our other partners locally, um, they go into schools, they go into programs and really work with young people, elementary, middle, and high school to help them think about, and obviously it's age appropriate um, and on their grade level, um, but to really think about finances um, at a very early age, um, which includes also things like just work readiness and, you know, digital literacy. And so how are we weaving all of those things together um, and supporting young people, um, again, at five years old, as well as middle and high school.
0: Specifically with the the college financing and the what your this, this research showed or this survey showed i'd like to kind of come at it there's kind of a lot that colleges need to understand about how people are changing things and to the point we discussion we had earlier you know and i'm not trying to belittle anyone but maybe a lot of people are thinking about you know that eighty thousand dollars a year for that philosophy degree you know when it's kind of the cost benefit of what you're going to do colleges need to kind of look in the mirror a little bit as well here too don't they
1: Absolutely. And I think with any any organization, institution or business that, um, you know, has has a customer, you really have to look at um, how are they approaching college now, you know, in this particular case, um, and how are colleges looking at both what they're providing for young people, including in addition to curriculum um, and education, but the additional resources, you know, beyond college, um, and then the costs related to that. And, And I would hope, and I'm definitely not a higher ed expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I would hope that surveys like this and just other information that is continuing to come out um, around this generation and how they're approaching their future, that everyone, um, including colleges and universities, are rethinking um, recruitment, retention, and how they're supporting students um, while they're enrolled and on campus.
0: And do you think, you know, I'm kind of asking to look a little bit into the crystal ball here, but I talked about if the pandemic had accelerated the trend, another thing you look at with the the pandemic is, is this something that is going to revert to no, revert to the mean of what we've been used to? Or is this breaking out in a new direction? Uh, I think from our discussion, we I know what kind of what you're going to say here. But this is really kind of we're in the midst of kind of a sea change here with the approach to, to college and higher ed, aren't we?
1: Um, I, I believe, so, um you know again, looking into the crystal ball, I think like many things, the pandemic had moments that I think forced us all as individuals and as institutions, as businesses, to rethink how we do business, to rethink how we operate, to rethink our choices, both personally and professionally. Um I don't know how, I don't know how we would go back. I think I, I've been a big believer in the past two and a half years that we take these moments and we really think about what does it mean for the future. and in some ways, the past is helpful for context but the reality is we're here now you know these are what our customers our consumers our young people are are telling us and showing us and we've got to adjust and I, I can't imagine that that's not going to be a continued trend as we move forward
0: that's it for this episode of kyw news radio in-depth You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.